There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. We're going to begin today in Psalm 102. It's a prayer of the afflicted. When he is overwhelmed and poureth out his complaint before the Lord. We spoke of this many times in scripture. We see this, of course, in the Psalms especially. And we see the soul of Jesus Christ. We see when he is overwhelmed. We see when he pours out his complaint. He was despised and afflicted of men. And so we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. We're back in Psalm 102. But I'd like to first of all announce to you that this Sunday, in two short days, we'll begin at revival services at the Shippensburg Independent Baptist Church. That's in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. And we'll be there all week through Friday. Now, they will have a nursery available for those of you that might have children that would like to attend. And then they'll also have a snack time, like a fellowship time, after the Friday evening service. So, if you got to pick a night to come, Friday's always the best night to come at Shippensburg. Amen. And then, of course, my wife and I then will be leaving the following Saturday, and uh, we'll be heading up to western New York. We'll begin the services at the Black Creek Baptist Church, but the R.G. Rose and I will be laboring together to bring the Word of God to the folks at Black Creek. And so we're looking forward to that meeting as well. So please do keep us in prayer. Pray for the podcast. Pray that the Lord would give me strength to continue uh, producing every day. I would like to continue a daily podcast. And there's times we just get behind, there's times we just have to rush around and put some messages out there, but hopefully in New York especially, uh, hopefully in New York we'll be having some men record some podcasts for us. And so if we get caught where we just really don't have anything else for the day, and we've run out of time for the day, then we'll be able to use some messages that God has given other men to be a blessing to us on the podcast. And so Psalm 102, once again, hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Now, many times on this podcast, we've talked about the cry of Jesus Christ. That cry, we know, of course, is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he cries from the heart, also, why art thou so far from helping me? Up in the words of my roaring. And we see that all through the Psalms. We see that cry. And I realize a lot of times men attributed to David. They say, well, that's just David crying. That's David's uh, response. That's David's persecution. But we see more often than not, it is in the person of Jesus Christ. And that cry is one of the keys. He cried. Well, he was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. It was in the agony of his soul that he cried. When he reached his darkest hour and his darkest place, and the sorrows of death compassed him, the sorrows of hell uh, compassed him about, his cry came unto the Father. And when the Father heard that cry, the Father then responded to the cry of his Son. And so he says, hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. 
I believe absolutely this is a psalm of Messiah. I believe this is Jesus Christ speaking, the Spirit of Christ giving this man, the psalmist utterance to speak. And he is speaking of the things which are to come at this point, which are the sufferings of Christ, the things that we look back to that have taken place over 2,000 years ago in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. Yet this psalm is just as fresh today as it was when it was penned 2,500 plus years ago. And glory to God, I'm glad it's just as fresh as it's ever been. It is fresh bread from heaven. It is the bread of life. It is that manna come down from heaven, the word of God. He said, hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. What is his trouble? His soul's about to make an offering for sin. He's been taken by men. He's been put into bondage. He's in Pilate's hall. He's been beaten, scourged, mocked, scoffed. What is his trouble? He's about to go to the cross. There on the cross, he's going to die for the sins of the whole world. He's going to be made sin for us and knew no sin. There his body's going to be buffeted. His body's going to be destroyed. And then his soul is going to be offered for our sins in the very depths of hell. That's his trouble. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. And again, there's some of those key words we look for that, that he asked the Father to incline his ear, to turn his ear, to, to lean his ear in on him, that he would hear that cry. And uh, not only the cry, but a familiar cry, that he would know it's his son. And by the way, God will always know it's his son. I always know my children's cry. There's times in the church nursery that I ask my wife, is that one of ours? And it just doesn't quite sound right. She just shakes her head no. And all of a sudden I see my wife's ears perk up. And I'll know that's one of our children because that cry is a familiar cry. The Lord knoweth them that are his. He said, for my days are consumed like smoke and my bones are burned as in hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. And so he went to the cross, a void of food. He went to the cross, empty of food. That's why he said, I thirst on the cross. He'd not taken any water. He'd not taken any food. He was uh, putting himself aside and his own personal care aside and his own thoughts of himself aside. And he was focused on us. He was focused on being made an offering for sin. Yet Jesus Christ, in fulfilling that, when he told them he would not eat of that bread or drink of that cup, he knew exactly what he was saying. He knew that he must fulfill that prophecy. Verse 4, again, my heart is smitten and withered like grass. His very heart within him was withered up. His very heart had no strength. His very heart had no words anymore. It was withered like the grass so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groanings, my bones cleave to my skin. We see that in Psalm 17, 18. We see that in Psalm 22. We see the cleaving of his skin to his bones, his bones rather cleaving to his skin. We see that he's emaciated, he's beaten, he's bloodied, he's wounded, he's bruised, he's striped, all of those things for us. Why? Because he's the Lord Jesus Christ. It is none other. He said in verse 6, I am like a pelican in the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch and as of a sparrow alone upon the housetop. What does that mean? He's prey. He's by himself. He's alone at Calvary. He's lifted up. He can see all things because he's been lifted up, yet he has no strength within himself. He's just a prey to men. He's a prey to the oppressor. He's a prey to those that seek his soul. That roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. He said, my enemies reproach me all the day. And they that are mad against me are sworn against me. That's his enemies at the cross. That's those that despise him. That's when he came to his own, his own received him not. 
They became his enemies. They would not believe the word of God. Their unbelief would cause them to turn against him. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of thine indignation and thy wrath, for thou hast lifted me up and cast me down. So once again, we see Jesus Christ. He was lifted up for all men to see. Prophecy being stated here that he would be lifted up and then he would be cast down. How is it a man can be lifted up and cast down, but he's lifted up for the world to see? He's lifted up, according to prophecy, that he could draw all men nigh unto him, but he's cast down in his soul. He's disquieted in his soul, and his soul is cast down. So again, we see him lifted up, but he's also cast down according to the scripture, according to the word of God, according to what the Lord has prophesied concerning Jesus Christ. My days are like a shadow that declineth, and I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. And he said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. And so the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. And now the psalmist has taken a turn. We see the suffering Savior, but then we see the glorified Savior. We see in verse 12, but thou, O Lord, and he makes that turn with that conjunction, but thou, O Lord, there'll be a day when Jesus Christ is going to come and rule and he's going to reign. So this is one of those psalms that takes you from the cross and takes you from his suffering into his glorification as the king. It's a time when the Zion will be built and Jesus Christ will appear in glory. In verse 17, he will regard the prayer of the destitute. He shall not despise their prayer. That is Psalm 66. And in verse 19 of Psalm 66, he said, But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. In verse 18, this shall be written for the generation to come. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary from heaven did the Lord behold the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. What a wonderful day it's going to be. What a glorious day it's going to be. Jesus Christ is resurrected. Jesus Christ is alive, but then Jesus Christ also is returning again. So the psalm moves all around as the psalmist praises the Lord, as he sings unto the Lord. And as we read in the introduction to this psalm, it's a prayer of the afflicted, yet it's also a prayer of he that's been glorified. It's a prayer of Jesus Christ. When the people are gathered together in the kingdoms to serve the Lord, he weakened my strength in the way he shortened my days. So again, we're back to telling what the Lord has done. Talking about past tense. I said, oh, my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are throughout all generations. Of old thou hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish. Why, the heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. So again, prophecy fulfilled. Jesus Christ speaking prophecy, speaking the word of God. Why? Because the heavens shall pass away. He says, they shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. 
The children of thy servant shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. Again, a messianic psalm of Jesus Christ. We see the work of Jesus Christ. We see the cross of Calvary. We see the suffering Savior. But we also see that kingdom which is to come. We see when Jesus Christ will come, he will rule. He will reign a thousand years on this earth. And he will rule with a rod of iron. He will rule with justice and with equity and with judgment. And in his mercy, he'll seek men out. In his mercy, he'll deliver men. In his mercy, he'll release the prisoner. He'll release those in bondage. Why? Because he's a merciful savior. A little bit of prophecy, a little bit of fulfillment, a little bit of that which is to come, a messianic psalm, a glorious psalm, a wonderful psalm. That's all I had in that today, but yet it's still a blessing to me to even look at this psalm and see the prophecy fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend in the house of God. Pray the Lord comes. Pray the Lord returns soon. Pray for sinners, those that are lost without Christ. Please pray for our services. We pray for each of you that listen. We pray that we know listen of contact us. We pray for you, your families, the church, the services. We ask that God bless you. Have a great weekend. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.